So I want you to be optimistic in approaching and overcoming your shin splints for good because yes, you will get over this. This is not something that you need to live with for the rest of your running career, running journey, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can actually run for 10, 20, 30, 40 years without having shin pain. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Before we get into this episode, if you are recovering from an injury and you want to make sure you are maximizing your nutrition to become a healthy runner, you'll want to check out Heal from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Heal and how it can help you with your injuries and overall recovery. Or you can check out the research yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Got chin splints? Here's how to beat them. Are you frustrated that every time you try to run faster or run longer, you get this tightness or pain in your shin area? Would you like to learn the best shin splint exercises to relieve anterior shin splints or medial tibial stress syndrome in runners? Maybe you've tried to start running, but no matter what shoes you wear or how much you ice, uh, your shins after your runs, the pain just keeps coming back. This can be super frustrating. And that is why I wanted to share with you today how you can beat shin splints for good. In today's training, I'm going to cover five ways to end shin splint pain forever. I'm going to share with you my top six shin splint exercises for runners why your pain is not due to the shoes that you're wearing, how to have a strong mindset to overcome shin splints. I'm going to also share with you my best exercise to improve your foot stability, which would be super helpful for your shins, how changing your cadence can help your shin pain, 
and what recovery strategies will actually help your shin pain. And it's not going to be ice. Spoiler alert. So nine out of 10 runners listening to this will get injured. And one of the most common injuries we see in newer runners is shin splints. Trying to get stronger as a runner when you don't have direction can be frustrating. You may have been giving like exercises by a random PT you saw um, a couple times or that you honestly found on the internet. Um, and you really don't know exactly what strategies to do to overcome your shin splints. And you've been doing some kind of, you know, random exercises without having purpose, rhyme or reason. And if you don't have a specific strategy to get over shin splints, you stop running for a couple of days just to find that the pain comes back when you start running again. You get scared to run back to back days because your shins need a day off. You guess instead of following specific targeted exercises, you rely on icing your shins or taking Advil after every run. And worst case scenario is it progresses to a stress fracture and then you're forced to actually stop running for six weeks. And this leads to frustration and feeling like running is just not for you. We at Spark Healthy Runner have a plan on how to build a strong foundation as a runner so you can optimize your running for longevity. And it's not a plan that most adult runners are following. As a running physical therapist and a running coach, I have given thousands of runners a plan for getting stronger, being able to run longer without shin pain, and our plan will work for you too. All you need to do is stay tuned and listen to my five ways to end shin splint pain forever. Next, download my how to start running without shin splint pain and PDF freebie in the show notes. And I will actually walk you through the exact exercises that you're going to learn about today and we can do them together. So that link is in the show notes. And then you need to actually take action, implement these strategies so you can start feeling stronger and more confident in growing as a runner without having to worry about your shins hurting again. Now, I know how hard it is to grow as a runner. Heck, it took me actually 12 years to come up with this brand new framework that I just created, our trying to grow as a runner um, framework that really allows you to get over not only stubborn shin splints, but also master six key parts in your running journey to not only feel more confident, but get stronger and run faster. And you'll actually stay healthy and enjoy the process of running again. You can get the latest Spark Healthy Runner ebook, free resource, how to grow as a runner, six-step roadmap with a ton of supplemental resources, visuals, and video content that will help provide context of some of the strategies you're going to learn today in overcoming shin splints. Now, these are like the tried, true, tested strategies um, that have kept all the runners that I work with on a one-on-one -on -one basis as their running physical therapist and coach to stay running during their recovery and finally learn how to never have to have their pain or injury come back again. So go ahead, get your download of the free ebook by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com and get that resource to get all of 
your bonus content. And also, friendly reminder, before we get started with these five tips, I want to answer your running-related question on the podcast. So what questions do you have for me? Get your question answered on the next Ask Dwayne episode on the Healthy Runner podcast. Simply click the link in the show notes to contribute your running, your injury, your training, your nutrition, or your fun question that you have for myself or anyone on our Healthy Runner coaching team. And I'll be sure to add it to the next Ask Dwayne episode on the podcast, and you will get your question answered. So thank you in advance for contributing to the podcast adding value and submitting your question, click the link below to submit your question. And that is where we're compiling all the questions and we'll put that together into a bonus episode for you. So now let's get into five ways to end shin splint pain forever. Now for reference for today's episode, there is a bonus download on how to become a runner without shin splints. So in this bonus download, I cover what are shin splints, why do runners get shin splints, what are the symptoms of shin splints, is there treatment for shin splints, what are the specific actionable strategies to treat shin splints. Today, I'm going to talk about five of them. I actually cover more in the download. And then how do you prevent shin splints from happening again? So we get into prevention. So all of that has been covered in the ebook. It is definitely beyond the scope of today's training, quite frankly, um, to get into that because honestly, it would be way too long and you would never listen to me talk for like two hours. So I've already done that. It is in the bonus download as well as the things I'm going to talk about today. You'll be able to see videos instructional videos on how to do the specific exercises that we're going to talk about um, for some of those strategies. So make sure you get your download in the show notes on how to start running without having shin pain. So my first tip for you on strategies to overcome shin splints, not only for the short term, these are not quick fixes. This is forever. And it is amazing because when you Google shin splints, you get a lot of quick fixes. And on YouTube, there's a lot of like people are like, get rid of your shin splint pain in one minute. Like, okay, that's great. You want to feel good for like one minute or do you want to feel good forever? I don't know. I would take forever um, whenever I have the chance. So the first thing is mindset. And it really relates to you having an optimistic mindset you can develop a strong running body so you can stay healthy and withstand a training cycle. It is not your shoes that are causing your shin splints. And because you have shin pain doesn't mean that you're not meant to be a runner. And it doesn't mean that you can't run. That's exactly what I thought when I first tried to actually be a runner, like right after college when I was running on the treadmill, um, you know, before my workouts in the gym. And if I did too much, I would basically get shin pain. And I was like, I would never be a runner. Like, hey, now look at me, right? Like 20 years later. Um, but I, I think this is very important because I, I see a lot of runners who are like, I can never be a quote unquote runner because my shins always hurt me. And I always get shin splints or like my body's broken. Like I get shin splints. Like this is a very common injury in a lot of novice runners and it can be overcome. So by you knowing that is super powerful because the mind is a powerful resource that we have. So I want you to be 
optimistic in approaching and overcoming your shin splints for good because yes, you will get over this. This is not something that you need to live with for the rest of your running career, running journey, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can actually run for 10, 20, 30, 40 years without having shin pain. So that's the first thing I do want to cover. The second point or the second tip on how we're going to actually get rid of your shin splint pain forever is really relating to our strength training bucket. And in our six steps for growing as a runner, you know, one of the steps is like mindset. So this was kind of the mind tip one was covering kind of the mindset piece. Tip two and tip three is going to really kind of go in that strength training bucket. And this really speaks to a couple of principles that we as runners need to strength train in order to run, but we need to activate run specific muscles and then we need to build strength on one leg. So we need to strengthen the muscles around your shin. So I have six shin splint exercises specifically for runners. These are the best shin splint exercises to relieve anterior shin splints or medial tibial stress syndrome in runners. Remember, if you want to find out what those are, go get the ebook to find out the difference between the two. So I'm going to kind of tell you my six exercises here. Um, again, I have an instructional video on exactly how to do these, but the first one is a mini band ankle eversion in sitting. This is to isolate the everters, which are the muscles on the outside of your shin. So that's kind of target those muscles. This can be beneficial if you have pain on the outside of your shin, but also can be beneficial if you have pain on the inside part of your shin, because we want to strengthen all the muscles around your lower leg and your shin. The second exercise is a miniband ankle inversion in sitting where you cross your leg over. This one is commonly not performed, given to you by like your generic PT. So there are like generic exercises on how to do ankle inversion and eversion that all PTs learn. It's like PT basics. Like I teach PT students in our graduate program. Um, that's what they learn in like the beginning courses. By the time they get to me in all the orthopedic courses, we show them kind of these exercises, like the next level. Um, so a lot of your generic PTs, let's say, might not have given you these. This Inversion and sitting, I like a lot where we cross the leg over because we can focus on the slow lowering component, which I find is a, is a common problem that a lot of runners have, especially if you are a overpronator or have kind of flat feet. You've been told that you roll in a lot in your foot and ankle. Your posterior tibial tendon a lot of time has been overstretched and doesn't have the control and or strength to control all of that motion that occurs when you run. Not saying it's a bad thing that that motion occurs when you run. It's just, if you have that foot type, you just have a more susceptibility to getting overuse of that posterior tibial tendon. So that can cause pain on the inside part of your shin or in the inside part of your ankle. So we need to strengthen it. And that's how we can actually isolate that muscle, that tendon out, crossing one leg over, hooking up your band, it allows us to be in the right plane of motion. Again, when I see people do generic going in and going out, the direction of the band and the resistance matters 
Because if the direction of your force isn't in the proper direction, you're actually not using the muscles that we're trying to use the muscles when we do these motion, motions that we call inversion and eversion. All right. So that's the second exercise. Third exercise, mini band sidestepping at the feet. So this is a common one that you've probably seen um, most runners do. I have it on my channel. We've talked about it in previous episodes of kind of strengthening your side hip muscles. Probably the most important muscles that we have as runners, right? Your gluteus medius, kind of the side, there's muscle underneath that, the minimus. Very important for stabilizing our pelvis on one leg as we run. However, I like to add this variation to give a little more isolation to the outside lower leg shin muscles, those everters again. So we're going to get a little more bang for our buck here. We get the hip muscles, but then we also get the lower leg muscles. But you have to make sure when you do it, you really try to like bring your feet out to the side. And our resistance now is past the ankle. So we're going to help get some of that strengthening effect to those shin muscles. The next exercise. So the fourth exercise in this series we're talking about are toe lifts with elevated heels. So usually I'll kind of put heels on maybe a plate in the gym. Um, you could do a curb, you can do rolled up yoga mat, and you're going to lift up your toes and then slowly lower them down. Really focusing on the slowly lowering down part because that's how these muscles function when we run. Your foot actually, especially if you're a heel striker, guys, your heels hitting the ground when you run, and then your shin muscles are slowly lowering your toe down to the ground or they're trying to, right? And if they slap too hard, then that's a lot of force. And that's how we get overuse. That's how we get tightness. That's why we get pain. So we want to train these muscles eccentrically with a slow lowering. So that's our toe lifts with elevated heels. Next is a kettlebell lift with your foot. So you're going to basically have a kettlebell on the floor. You're going to be in a standing position. You're going to put your foot inside the kettlebell you're going to lift the kettlebell up with your foot. So this is an isometric ankle dorsiflexion exercise to strengthen your front shin muscles. But then we also get a little bonus, a little bang for our buck here is training on one leg principle that you know that I am a big fan of. So we get closed chain. So the leg that's on the ground, we actually get you to stabilize with your pelvis, with your core, with your side hip muscles as you come down. And then it also strengthens your hip flexors as well. So we've talked about that in previous episodes where we talked about our top five muscles to strengthen uh, the hip muscles and our, um, our freebie glute guide, how to get strong glutes. Um, we talked about a similar exercise that I do with a mini band here. I really like the kettlebell to really increase the emphasis on those front shin muscles. Lastly, sixth exercise is really going to target the calf muscles, and then the inner shin muscles. So the posterior tibial tendon, posterior tibial muscles. I like to do a calf raise with a ball squeeze. So you can use a tennis ball, a lacrosse ball. I love my Neboso uh, ball because recovery ball, multiple purposes. Um, but this will help you target by rising up on your toes, pushing your heels together to get ankle inversion, bring your heels apart a little bit without dropping the ball and then slowly lower down. You rise up on your toes, push the heel together, bring the heel out, slowly lower down. This is going to strengthen those calf muscles as well as your inner shin muscles. 
I know there are many of you out there who tuned into today's episode and you're battling frustrating injuries that just won't go away. Hey, trust me, I've been there. I had proximal hamstring tendinopathy when I first started running, which was literally a pain in the butt. And I do what I do today to share how I learned how to get over running injuries and how to train properly to prevent them. One product I consistently recommend to the athletes I work with and who are recovering from an injury, whether it's Achilles, hamstring, or posterior tibial tendon pain, plantar fasciitis, or iliotibial band syndrome is Heal from the Amino Company. The reason I do this is because an often neglected aspect of injury recovery and becoming a lifelong injury-free healthy runner is the nutritional component. So for injuries to properly heal and to allow the body to recover faster, you must supply your body with the nutrients it needs to accelerate muscle repair while helping maintain a healthy inflammatory response. And that is what the Amino Company's product Heal does better than any other product I have seen on the market as a physical therapist who works with a lot of runners struggling with reoccurring injuries. I want to share with you the results of a recent clinical trial in a way you can understand Participants basically had less muscle breakdown and faster muscle repair using heel when compared to high quality whey protein. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage while recovering from that stubborn injury of yours and even recovering from your daily training if you are a healthy runner, I highly recommend giving heel a try. I recommend it to all the athletes that I work with coming back from injury, doing a run, uh, return to run program or if they're struggling to recover after hard workout sessions. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you can get a special 30% off using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to amino.com forward slash healthy runner. You have to use the special link I put in the show notes to get your 30% off using code HEALTHYRUNNER. Go ahead and take action to set your body up with the optimal environment to recover and get out of that injury cycle. Now let's get back into this episode. All right, how many times should we be doing this? You might be asking, generally speaking, I do like to have uh, most runners be able to do like 10 of these and do them as a circuit. So you're going to do like once a day, 10 times going through all six of those exercises. So remember, you can have myself, yours truly walk you through the instructional video. We can do it together um, and I can kind of talk you through those exercises by clicking the downloadable PDF in the show notes. The third way to end shin splint pain forever is performing the short foot exercise. So again, this really goes in our strength training bucket. The short foot exercise is one of the best ways to fix foot pain in runners as well as shin pain. So I have an activation series of exercises that's really key to strengthening the muscles on the bottom of your foot that we use when we run. And it is one of the best ways to prevent, you know, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, posterior tibial tendonitis, which could be a form of shin splints. Um, 
and really improve the stability of your foot muscles. So you don't need to rely on orthotics. Don't get me wrong. They may be beneficial in the short term for shin splints, but you don't want to wear orthotics forever to cure your shin splints for the long term. So we can actually learn how to activate the muscles on the bottom of our foot. Trust me, I've been there before. I wore orthotics for like 15 years straight, custom foot orthotics. I literally could not activate my foot muscles whatsoever when I tried, you know, four years ago um, through training, through learning how to tap into these muscles. I, I can assure you that I know how to activate these muscles. And quite frankly, I use less supportive footwear during my everyday activities and strength training because my foot muscles now are a lot stronger and can stabilize my foot. So by you learning how to activate these muscles, that can help take a lot of stress off of your lower shin muscles. So it helps with kind of that stability and support of your foot, lower leg area to take stress off your shins. The fourth way that you can actually get rid of shin splint pain forever is a very important one. And it really relates to the run plan bucket and your actual running. And what I'm going to talk about is really your running form and increasing your step rate or cadence. This can really prevent overstriding with running. And I do want to kind of point to a study that was done back in 2016 um, by Ludic. I probably butchered your name, so my apologies. And Heiderscheidt um, and their group really looked at some cross-country athletes. And this was actually a prospective study design. So they kind of followed these individuals, um, collected some data, followed them, and then found out who got shin splint pain. And they really looked at a relationship and found that there was decreased step rate so those that had less than in their sample, 164 steps per minute, had a higher chance of shin splint pain versus those that had increased step rate. And this is something that I commonly see when I am evaluating the runners that I work with, their running form, and we're analyzing it. Um, you know, there is this kind of lower cadence and increase in overstriding especially for those that have a big heel strike, meaning when we freeze frame your running video, your heel is on the ground and your toe is like way up. It's a lot of degrees off the ground. So that toe has a long distance to travel to get flat on the ground in the next phase of your running gait cycle. And it's almost, you know, this overstriding. So it's like a lot of impact as well. So your heel smacks the ground and those ground reaction forces go up into your shin. So it's like running with the parking brake on. So a lot of times by just correcting this and working on increasing your step rate or cadence can, may actually improve overstriding and a lot of the runners that I see. So for decades, like we've been told that 180 steps per minute was like the ideal cadence for running. Um, you know, this originally happened a little backstory by Jack Daniels, a legendary coach observed um, and counted like turnover um, of pro distance runners who were racing in the 1984 Olympics. Uh, but there's been a lot of research done on this and has found that running cadence does vary greatly depending upon running speed, meaning that you shouldn't expect to have the same cadence when you're running faster than when you're running slower. So as 
you know, hopefully you've been listening to the podcast before that most of the runs that we go on. So approximately 80% of the runs during your week should be run at an easy conversational pace. And those runs will not have the same cadence than when we run faster. If you are doing faster speed work, such as tempo runs, threshold pace work, interval runs, um, or when you're racing, right? Your cadence is going to naturally actually get faster when we run faster as well. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that taller runners have been shown in research to have lower step frequencies than shorter runners. So, you know, this really makes sense because taller runners instinctively have longer legs. Or if you are not so tall, like I'm not extremely tall, I'm 5'11", but I do have longer legs. So, you know, it, it really will take fewer steps to per minute to cover the same distance than someone with shorter legs. So just keep that in mind. So if you are, you know, tall, you have really tall, you know, long legs, don't expect your cadence to be in like the 180s. Like I find that extremely rare. And if it is like, you got a super high cadence. And I I question, are you actually suffering inefficiencies? Is it actually more inefficient for you to run at that high of a cadence than it is for you to run at a little lower cadence. So, you know, we don't have all the answers to cadence yet, but I will tell you due to patterns that I've seen in my clinical experience, if you have shin splints and your cadence is on the low side and you're checking your watch, you know, Garmin's telling you you're like 140s, 150s, I would definitely try to bump up your cadence a little bit, a little bit can make a world of a difference. So just trying to increase your cadence by six steps per minute initially, eight steps per minute. If you're in 140s, you know, then we got some work to go, but don't try to go from like 140s to 170 because usually that's going to result in your runs feeling terrible because your body's not used to doing that and you're going to be very inefficient and you're going to be exerting a lot of energy. Your heart rate's going to spike up. So think about smaller changes can have a lasting impact. So most of the clients I work with, you know, I would say typically most people will be in like the upper 150s, lower 160s. So I will, you know, if they're in the if they're in the 150s, then I'll say let's set a goal, you know, in these next 4 weeks that I just want you to check in on your watch during your easy runs because those are the ones that are really, you know, you can kind of drift and your cadence might get a little slow and sloppy, I like to call it. So we want to keep it slow and conversational, but not slow and sloppy. So just check your cadence on your watch. And usually most of the plans on your watch, it doesn't automatically set. So you got to do a little custom screen, add cadence. So now you can just check in. I don't want you to perseverate on it. I don't want you to like look at it the whole time. Be like, oh my goodness, I'm 158. Oh my goodness, I'm 162. Like check in every now and again, make sure that you're in a range that's, you know, acceptable, we're going to call it the acceptable zone and improving your cadence or your step rate can have a dramatic effect that I found at decreasing your shin splint pain. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, 
nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. My name's Ann and just wanted to share my story and journey with Spark Running. Um, so I had developed shin splints about 12 years ago um, to the point of actually almost having stress fractures in both of my legs. Um, so at that time I'd done physical therapy, all that good stuff, but pretty quickly had this label kind of put on me of like, I'm just always gonna have chronic shin splints and that's just, that's just it. Um, my sister, luckily, had worked with Dwayne a few years ago and had kind of got me set up with Spark. So I was like following them on social media. I always got all of the emails. I'd always read them and I would read them and be like, oh, it's awesome for everyone else. But I like, I know that that's not gonna work for me. I have chronic shin splints. Um, last fall, I decided, you know, what's the harm in at least talking to these, this so-called Dwayne, um, hear kind of what his thoughts are. Set up a phone call explored what the program was and everything. And he immediately let me know that like running was for me. And just because I have had, you know, this experience in the last 10 plus years doesn't mean that it's not for me. So despite my um, little bit of reservations, right? Like I, um, I've always really enjoyed running and I felt a little intimidated of like, wow, this is like a whole running program. Like this is only for real runners, um, was very wrong. So I ended up signing, I ended up signing up for the 16 week one-on-one -on -one coaching with Dwayne and it was incredible. Um, not once did I ever feel like self-conscious or embarrassed by my speed, like regardless of where we were in this entire program that he created, the focus was always on what is my form? What am I doing? And am I at a point to be running pain-free? Um, one of the coolest things about it as well was I actually, I mean, North Carolina, so I was a little hesitant to of like, like how could I possibly do this program when I'm not even like actually located in Connecticut, um, but it worked out just as well. I um, had the ability to reach out to Dwayne whenever I had questions, and I did. Um, I had a few other, I wouldn't even say injuries, but things that came up along the way, and Dwayne always responded to me, you know, sent me up with resources that was helped me be able to continue to run. Um, if you are considering doing any one of these running programs, working with a running coach, I just like, this is your sign. I can't encourage you to do it enough. It has truly opened up all of these different doors to me to the point of I'm actually in a half marathon in about eight weeks or so. Um, and the ability to be doing this half marathon pain-free and feeling confident in my abilities to do that is something that I didn't even know that I was going to be getting outside of doing this program. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one -on -one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. So now coming up next, we're going to get to the final to help you get stronger for running 
so you don't have shin splints. But before I do that, if this training has been eye-opening to you and you're surprised that there are actually specific strategies to overcome shin splints um, for good, and they're not like these quick fixes, so you can actually become a runner, then we need to get this word out to more awesome people like you who are trying to run for their health, whether it's mental health, physical health. And one way that we can do that is by you, if you're watching the video version of this, tap the like button, um, and that will just help this video be able to go in front of more people who are searching for solutions for shin splints so they don't get like the quick gimmicky fix video um, that I mentioned before that isn't going to help them in the long run. And if you're listening to the podcast, click this link, right? Share it with a running friend that you know that really complains of shins hurting every time they run. Um, it would be mean the world to me, honestly, if you can do that. Uh, so please hit that like button, um, hit the copy link, share it with a running friend of yours, please. And thank you. The fifth final tip to overcoming shin splints for good is really resulting in the recovery bucket, if you will. So two strategies that I found extremely helpful is one, compression socks, and then two, foam rolling your lower leg before and after your runs. And this can include even on rest days. So first, compression socks. The reason I say that is if you feel like your shin muscles are tight or you know, they feel like heavy, dull, achy, you can improve a little bit. They're not like magic pills here, guys. But I found that even from anecdotal personal experience with compression socks, I have felt increased blood flow. Um, it does add that sensory compression element that can help alleviate a little pain from an allergesic standpoint that you can wear either during your run or after your runs. If you feel like your shins are sore after your runs, then maybe try some compression socks um, and see if that makes you feel better. So I kind of put compression socks in the recovery bucket um, as a tool to be able to help us recover from our runs. Next is going to be foam rolling. So specifically the lower leg muscles and really the inside calf muscle especially for those of you who have inside shin pain. If you have outside shin pain, yes, you can easily roll the peroneal muscles, those everter muscles on the outside. You can roll the front of your shins. I don't find as much success, honestly, rolling that area, but I do find a lot of success rolling the inside part of your shin. And I like to do that with active motion of pumping your ankle up and down as you roll the inside part of the shin. How do we get to the inside part? Turn your leg inward. And that will give access to that inside soleus muscle and kind of where that posterior tibial muscle and tendon kind of comes out on the inside part of your shin. So you can find out exactly how to foam roll that muscle by clicking the download PDF in the show notes. Um, if you have been struggling to overcome your shin splints and you want clarity and focus on how you can get over your stubborn shin splints. That's exactly what we do with our Spark Healthy Runner coaching program, where I can function as your running physical therapist and coach to help you grow as a runner by not only getting consistent with your runs, but also be able to run your first 5K, run your first half marathon, run your first marathon. Um, myself and our coaching team, like, will be your guide to really master the six key ingredients or steps 
in growing as a runner, and that is mindset, strength training, all structured out for you, the exact runs you should be doing, your nutrition, your recovery strategies, as well as your race strategy. So when you execute these six key steps in your running journey, you'll not only feel more confident in getting stronger and faster, you'll stay healthy and enjoy the process of running and training again, and probably crush some races along the way without having to worry about your shins hurting finally. So just like a well-built home will require little maintenance and bring you a lifetime of memories for you and your family, so will your running and the journey that you're on as a runner. You can always learn more about our Spark Healthy Runner signature coaching program and schedule a call with me by clicking the link in the show notes or going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Lastly, remember earlier how I said that if you don't implement these five tips to end shin splint pain forever, you will continue to get frustrated, feeling lost, worrying about your shins, maybe suffer a stress fracture, and not be able to become a runner. So be sure to download your freebie that I have for you in the show notes. Click the link and take action. Implement these and these principles. And if you're consistent with this, like this will work. All right. I can't have you do these strategies. You need to do them. And you can't expect your shin pain to go away in like three days. Most people, especially if you've been struggling for a while, this is going to take time and consistency. All right. If this was insightful for you, if this was helpful, would you mind doing me that favor? Copy the link, share it with a running friend who can use this. I want our community to continue enjoying lifelong injury-free running, and I am on a mission, right? And we want to continue to grow as runners in our individual journeys that we have. And I don't want you to have to worry about shin splints ever again because this is easily correctable. This is not a long-term like injury that you should have for years. So thank you in advance for copying that link, sharing it with a running friend. Thank you for listening to this. As always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Go and crush your run today. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner.com. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, 
or not getting faster as a runner and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.